What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Yankees, and in today's video, we are recapping the Yankees' 11-7 loss to the Boston Red Sox. Now, again, spring training stats, I say this every time, spring training wins and losses, excuse me, not really something you care about too much, but there were some uh, really exciting developments we got to see today, some really important things that we have to uh, talk about, but before we do that, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. All your guys' support can allow us to get our content out there and to more people, um, and we really appreciate your guys' continued support. Make sure to turn on a notification bell so no one we post, and without further ado, let's get into today's video. Let's start off with the offense side of the ball because there was plenty of offense in today's game. Aaron Judge had a single. Jason Dominguez hit a booming three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. Same thing with Andre Shaparo, although it wasn't a three-run shot. It was just a solo shot. He went two for two on the day with a home run and a single. Uh, we got to see uh, Oswald Peraza hit a rocket double. It was, it was registered at 104.9 miles an hour. Jose Trevino had an RBI double as well. Overall, we just saw some really impressive performances from a lot of younger guys on the team, right? Like, you know, it's Peraza, Shaparo, and Dominguez who probably had, you know, some of the most impressive at-bats of the day. Um, you know, Jason Dominguez, who I have to absolutely highlight because um, at this point, it's kind of comical. A 106.8 mile per hour home run, uh, you know, 400 feet into right field. He's hitting 438 this spring with a 1526 OPS. His plate discipline is great. You know, if you look at how he reacts to pitches outside the zone, he really doesn't chase much. He doesn't expand the zone. He has great power. We're seeing a lot of really good signs. We're seeing it from both sides of the plate. So we're getting to see Jason Dominguez do things that quite frankly, uh, he was criticized a lot for not being able to do just two years ago. You know, looking at 2021, following that campaign, there were a lot of concerns about how good Jason Dominguez was, how good Jason Dominguez could be. I think a lot of those concerns are kind of going to rest. And it's, again, really interesting that the Yankees have not relegated him to minor league camp just yet. Perhaps we get that announcement today. Whatever it may be, the Yankees, quite frankly, they have viewed Dominguez as someone that deserves to play with these major league guys. They've continued to throw him out there. Um, and people may say, you know, it's it's for attendance reasons, but the Yankees haven't sent down, like the Yankees are going to send down some other prospects that are notable, right? The Yankees are going to send down guys or relegate guys like Spencer Jones, who would be exciting and get people to watch because that's the responsible thing to do, right? The Yankees are not just trying to chase ticket sales. They're also trying to, to develop these players into star players so that at the major league level, they can also uh, improve ticket sales. But in all seriousness, though, Jason Dominguez has just continued to impress in the spring, and he's been phenomenal. Andre Chaparro is kind of getting overlooked because you have Volpe, you have Dominguez. These guys have just performed so well that you don't really think about the other guys at the minor league level uh, who have performed really well. And Andre Chaparro has been a beast this spring training. His OPS is north of 1,000. He's hitting 333. He has three home runs this spring. He's been hammering the baseball. He looks phenomenal at the plate. Quite frankly, I view him as someone that the Yankees can call up as first base depth if need be. Uh, he can play a little bit of third base. He can play some DH. Uh, I mean, guess anyone can play DH, but uh, he can fill in as a DH role. Whatever the Yankees can need in the corner infield and that DH spot, Shaparo might be able to give them some power during the season. Um, the Yankees don't really have a lot of first base prospects, so the fact that the Yankees are transitioning Shaparo to first base is definitely encouraging. I think he looks pretty good there so far, at least. You know, quite frankly, I view Shaparo as someone that has a lot better of a ceiling than other people think. Um, I think he can legitimately be that middle of the lineup, 130 WRC plus bat that just hits home 
home runs left and right. Um, I see that potential in him. I know that he's a hard worker. I know that he's got done a lot of work over the offseason to get himself into even better shape. And quite frankly, it's it's been panning out really well for him. So hopefully he continues on the success he's had in spring training and the success he had at the minor league level last year because he's an absolute monster and he is just a behemoth of a man in terms of power. Uh, but let's move ourselves to the pitching side of the ball. Now, in terms of pitching performances, you really look at everyone and you're like, you know, these were some pretty encouraging outings left and right. Outside of Tyler Danish, of course, no no disrespect to the man. He just didn't pitch well. He gave up three home runs, six hits, six earned runs. Uh, it wasn't great. Um, but looking at Clark Schmidt, he did give up a two-run home run, but it was a 314-foot, like, just, it was it was a porch job, which that is part of Yankee Stadium and kind of part of what in what what goes into pitching there um but he was really relying on that cutter early on uh just trying to get more of a feel for it i think he looked pretty good he had three strikeouts over three innings um the Yankees are gonna need clark schmidt now you know i i had kind of been leaning towards all right you know i i think that clark schmidt is the more talented pitcher between him and herman but i'm not gonna be upset if the yankees decide to opt for domingo herman who has a little more veteran experience just quite frankly is a little bit more of a polished starting pitcher we know what we have there um over clark schmidt now the Yankees are going to need both. So I, I'm really excited to see Clark Schmidt start. I, I think Clark Schmidt is a really talented pitcher. I, I love what the Yankees have in Clark Schmidt. The stuff looked good. The cutter is a firm cutter at 93 miles an hour with two inches of horizontal break. So it's close to that zero line, but it still gets in on the hands of left-handed batters. Uh, I think this is going to be a pitch that does a lot of good things for him. He's just going to have to continue to figure out a way to incorporate that alongside the breaking ball, uh, which we'll get to see a little bit more during the spring. Um, we got to see Jimmy Cordero, who with the Lou Trevino and Tommy Canley injuries are is now even more important. And his velocity is up from where he was when he last pitched at the major league level in 2020. He's averaging 98 miles per hour in that sinker and it is really a tough pitch to do anything with that that sinker it, it gets 15 inches of horizontal movement it drops a decent bit and it just it is blistering at 98 miles an hour it's a really 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 good pitch he has a changeup as well, has a slider, but you look at that sinker, and I think that pitch can be devastating. He was dominant at the AAA level last year. Uh, quite frankly, I, I'm really excited to see what Jimmy Cordero continues to do at the spring training, uh, at spring training with the Yankees. We got to see the debut of Ron Marinacio, who uh, is the uh, fan favorite pitcher of Nick, uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, and he looked uh, phenomenal, right? You know, 13 pitches, two strikeouts, just using the fastball in the changeup, which is his bread and butter. Nothing was off about him at all. His velocity was fine. Spin rates were fine. Movement was fine. Everything was looking great. Um, he had a, I mean, he just looked nasty today, which he always does. He's a gross pitcher. Um, I'm going to skip over Tyler Danish just because I just don't feel a reason, an incentive to rip on him. Uh, everyone knows he performed poorly and I, I'm not going to be the guy to just sit here and just detail as to how bad he was. Um, I, I hope he figures it out. Maybe he just needs some time at AAA. Maybe he's just a little bit rattled, whatever it may be. Um, but it's just, it has not been a good spring for him. Um, Steven Jennings, pitched. He's someone in the Yankees farm system. Uh, he only got to throw an inning, uh, face a couple batters to get out of the jam for uh, Danish, but, um, you know, he showed off a couple of sinkers, change-ups, you know. He's, he's more of a soft-tossing command guy, not as much of a velocity guy. We saw Demarcus Evans, who hasn't been bad in spring, but, you know, I, I don't think he's going to make the team. I think he's someone that you view as a depth arm at the AAA level. Definitely an intriguing pitcher because he's very he, he's built on a vertical, or more of a vertical profile. He's been more of a cutter-slider guy in spring, 
spring, but uh, perhaps the Yankees really like that and they, they view it as something that they can develop a little bit. And then we got to see Randy Vasquez, who is someone who's a personal favorite of mine in terms of prospects. I, I really do like a lot of the Yankees prospects, and I understand that part of that is Yankee bias, but uh, they have a lot of guys with really good stuff, and I tend to really uh, lean towards guys with high octane stuff instead of guys uh, who are more so like soft tossers or contact oriented. I really love my uh, high octane stuff, sweepers, high fastballs with great velocity, stuff like that. Randy Vasquez showed off a couple of nasty pitches today. I think his cutter is genuinely a plus pitch. The issue is his forcing fastball isn't very good. He gave up on a home, a home run on that. It's what we call a dead zone fastball. Now, for those unfamiliar with that term, it's when your vertical movement on your fastball, it doesn't sink enough for it to be a good sinking fastball that drops on, on someone and you're going to get ground balls on. And it doesn't get enough carry or ride, which you would see as like the Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez type fastball. You don't see that type of movement either. So it's not going to play well up in the strike zone. And while Randy Vasquez releases from a lower slot, which means that, you know, you think of that lower slot, it's going to be able to, uh, you know, it, it'll play a little bit better up in the strike zone. The movement just isn't really there. He's probably better off just being a sinker cutter guy for his fastballs. The same way Clark Schmidt's kind of transitioned away from fastball, uh, from his fastball usage from four seam sinker. It's just a better pitch profile for him. His sweeper is gross. He showed off a lot of his changeups, and it's a gross pitch. He got a 71% whiff percentage on it. He's just got to fine-tune his arsenal. I think this is a guy who can have a big year for the Yankees at the minor league level, and the Yankees are going to need the pitching depth, right? I'm still not concerned about Carlos Rodon's injury in terms of the long-term situation, but you never know how it's going to look. You never know how he's going to react to treatment or react to rest while they have done imaging. You know, you just never know, right? So it, the Yankees are going to need all the depth they can get. So Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, Matt Crook, those are going to be important guys to look out for that they're on the 40-man roster and are pitching depth for the Yankees, at least on the starting side of things. And Davey Garcia as well. Um, but ultimately, you know, not really the best day for Yankee pitching. Uh, you know, a lot of that was done by Tyler Danish, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, not really a bad showing either. There were some really impressive performances, uh, and there are a lot of really good offensive showings. Again, getting an opportunity to see these young kids play, you're not going to get to see that at the Major League level. This is a World Series-ready team. This isn't a team that's trying to, you know... Um, figure out if Randy Vasquez can be their ace or their savior or save the season or whatever it may be. They're trying to figure out if Randy Vasquez can give them a start or two here and there, but you're not really going to get to see these guys on Yes Network, you know, as often. So it's always nice to see these guys play. Uh, but with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have been great with your support lately. We're trying to hit 5,000 subscribers before opening day. If we can't do it, oh well, but if we can, that'd be great. Uh, Nick and I are going live later tonight to discuss some things going on with the Yankees, uh, and we'll see you guys in the next Fireside Yankees episode. Peace out.